now recording. The following podcast may have adult humor. Swear words. Innuendos of a adult nature. Making fun of me. That's a given. Everybody looks forward <laughs> to that. But just know that you have been warned. Hey everybody, this is Richard here. Um, unfortunately, Jesse and I could not get our schedules to line up properly for both of us to record. So I'm going to be talking to you about a tabletop game that is a ton of fun today. Uh, before I get into it though, please be sure to go and support Infinity Pig. They are the producers of the Titans, which are a really extremely useful tool when it comes to tabletop gaming uh, especially for sighted people as you can use them as spell cards and you know um, placeholders for like health and things like that and we are working to make them more usable for blind or visually impaired players and you know they will do wonders to make like walls and doorways because you can twist them and that opens the door you know there's several several many ways you can use these and you can also use them you know with braille you know type out your spells and you know once you use it turn it so that the blank spot is facing you and you know that you have used that spell really really useful and be sure to like I said check out their link it is in the show notes and use the promo code KOTB, all capital letters, 2023, to receive 25% off until the end of February. But I want to um, talk to you about a game that I have I recently had to leave the game due to some personal reasons, but. Uh, nothing with anybody in the game, just some health-related things for myself. But um, having played in this game, it is a lot of fun. And as always, you know, it, you got to have the right party and, you know, everybody work together and, and uh, you know, make it... That That's what makes the game. But, you know, you got to have a good game master as well. But let me talk to you about... Um, this game is called Mutant Year Zero, and it was myself, mostly blind gamer, um, Danny Marie, uh, myself, Taryn, and Jim was our game master, and we had um, Dez come in and uh, some other people. Uh, Theo came in right before I left, and like I said, unfortunately, I had to leave, but I was having so much fun with this game because it is in my wheelhouse of the post-apocalyptic setting, which I just find simply fantastic and just absolutely just love that type of book. I love that type of game, um, the type of movie, you know, things like that. It's just, it's just what I like. But now, um, Mutant Year Zero is brought to you by Free League Publishing, and uh, according to their website, which is where I got this information from, 
Uh, it is on sale right now for for a little over $49. Uh, this is for the, what I am thinking is like the print book as well. Um, you can likely get the PDF version much cheaper than that from drive Through RPG. Um, I did not go there to check the price, but usually when something costs that much, it is the printed edition. Um, if you're sighted though and want to pick this up, uh, according to many of the reviews that I read, the artwork and illustrations are just fantastic. Uh, well worth, you know, spending that kind of money on the actual physical copy of the book. Now, um, when it comes uh, to this book, uh the i guess you could say the synopsis of it is that it goes back to the core of the mutant um franchise and to the you know back to role playing you know being a role playing game um and what it is the the apocalypse has taken place and you are a heavily mutated human and I believe it's like a nuclear bomb or something. Um, I unfortunately did not start off uh, session one with um, Jim whenever he was running this game. So I'm not sure where he actually or how he actually said the apocalypse came about. Um, not sure that it ever really came about actually, uh, you know, in, in gameplay or anything like that. But, you know, it's after the apocalypse and you, you live depending on which game style you start with, you live in the art, which is like basically your base of operations. And um, it's an isolated community, basically. And I know ours was when there was a, it was like a ski resort because there was, you know, a ski lift and um, things along that line. Uh, the outside world to you is full of chaos and full of the unknown um, outside of the arc you are in what is called the zone which is the basically the rest of the whole big wide world um, you don't know where you actually came from I know I was playing Knocker who um, the main person that we were hunting uh, Novger began calling him his daddy, and uh, Novger was all about Nintendo because he had found a controller and a, and a magazine, and that's that was his goal in life was to get you know a Nintendo and Mario Kart, um, and we actually did come across that and you know found a Hummer and um, had a Nintendo I believe it was a Switch in there. Uh, that had Mario Kart in it and had a lot of fun with that. Um, like I said, you have two game environments, which is the arc. And the arc basically, like I said, is an isolated community, which is where you live, survive, defend, you know, um, and you can have it full of like politics, you know, like backstage stuff where, you know, there's backstabbing and trying to grow and and lots of intrigue um, 
we had a lot of that going on with Cole and the Elder and yeah, that can be a lot of fun as well and it brings along something else that you know you have to pay attention to and be aware of uh very much you know according to the website uh very much a lord of the flies um essence to it and you know i really didn't think about that while we were playing uh, the game you know, but that really does fit very well. It really has that kind of um, ambience to it. And like I said, it is a lot of fun. Um, dark, gritty, and, you know, be prepared to die in, in this game, your character. You know, uh, you can also, you know, the arc is not just only where you live, but you can also improve it um, through different means. Um you can help prepare it for war you can help um to prepare for trading for food production for entertainment novger was you know only entertainment which i believe would fall under culture um of the game i don't actually own the the book so um i'm going by the website and what i've gathered from play so I think it would be under culture. Uh, he actually, Jim suggested this to me because he knows how much I like wrestling. And Novger uh, was able to build up the Zone Wrestling Federation. And um, he had uh, Dandy Ravage who was uh, in there. And um, yeah, he was like Novger's right hand man. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun to to build that you know as you know the gr game progressed and you know there was other you know arcs or art projects being built and worked on and what I really like about this this game system or this gameplay is that the players can all work together for one project or they can work separately on a project you know get it done quicker um jim would also have us roll at the end of the session to see how many lived or you know how many had died um during that session now the other environment is the zone and like i said that is like the big wide world outside of your home think about like you living in your home or your apartment and you're going outside it is unknown to you it's full of chaos it's uh, to put it in in one single word it's scary you know you're looking at this from your mutated human standpoint it's extremely scary it's likely deadly but you still have to go out and you know scavenge food look for artifacts um you know make trade routes um you you're hunting like other survivors and uh, you know, you're going to come across a lot of enemies. Um, unfortunately, I cannot remember the guy's name that um, Novger and the party came across. It. He really reminded me of Crocodile Dundee, and he was he was just fantastic, and I loved the interaction with him. You know, um, we came across some plant people that, you know, the plants are like sentient. Uh really really enjoyed it and like i said a lot of that has to do with your game master and you know we or i pick at jim a lot but he is 
phenomenal when it comes to running a game. Uh, he puts a lot into it, you know, and I for one and, you know, the rest of the party is really appreciative of the extra effort that he puts into it. And you can tell by the way that he runs it. You know, he's um, really good with descriptions. He doesn't give you too much. He, you know, gives you enough to let your imagination, you know, work in, you know, in the world as well. And really good at answering questions if you have some, you know. Um, and according to the website, the the book or the, the materials that you order for the I would assume it to be in the PDF as well, has two maps, which are London and New York. But you can also, you know, put them, even use your own hometown as a base or anywhere else that um, that you want to do it from. Uh, I really enjoyed, like, creating Novgor. Um, the process of actually creating the character is... It's, it's not extremely fast, but it's faster than building, you know, um, other characters in systems. And, I mean, this is coming from somebody who can, you know, create a um, D&D 5e character rather quickly now. Uh, it The process in creating, just say, Novgor for Mutant Year Zero was really slow. Because, you know, I was reading through every different thing, you know, deciding what I wanted, where I wanted to put what, where, you know, and things like that. But that's on me for making it slow. And the more that I would, you know, would build a character, the faster it would get. You know, obviously, the more you do something, the repetition helps create it, make it, you know, faster and faster. Um... There's several different quote-unquote jobs that you can be um, in Mutant Year Zero. Novger was a dog handler, so he had a little teacup chihuahua that he called Atari. Uh, he could send him into battle, although the one time that I sent him into battle, he almost died, and uh, the party got a little upset with me, like, don't, don't do that again, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and getting into the headspace, it's like, he loved Atari, and, you know, um, kept blaming, like, whenever he'd mess up on Mario Kart, he'd blame it on Atari, um, but, you know, there's several different, um, classes, or archetypes, or jobs, however you want to put it, in Mutant Year Zero, which, you know, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I was the dog handler. There's a gearhead. There's a chronicler. Um, and, and several, several others. Uh, there's a bunch of mutant powers, um, which I just found, you know, just all, all kinds of, of lovely. And, you know, one of them was, um, insect wings, which is what Novgor had. He could use them to fly. He could use them to, um, make others feel uncomfortable. He was also a rot eater. Um, but there was a human magnet one. I don't think anybody in the group had that one. But I think one of us had acid spit. Um, I know they could, some of them could like read or influence minds. Uh, I think they, I think there was a um, one that could do fire. But there's several different mutations in there and they're 
they're kind of chaotic at the same time, you know, but really, really just interesting. Um, this game also uses like a skill and conflict kind of system, um, which is where, you know, you're out there in, in the zone and, you know, you can gain rot levels and you can gain permanent rot and, you know, your economy, your currency, yeah, that's a better word, is bullets. Um, well, I mean, not only would you have to use your bullets, like, in, you know, your gun or, you know, as weaponry that fires them, um, they're also what you can use to buy things, like, uh, I know we bought a camera, we bought, uh, it was a Polaroid camera, we bought, um, some film for it, and, you know, you spend the bullets, which, you know, you, you're stuck there like, I can get this, you know, for these 10 bullets, but if I come across an enemy out there, I won't have any bullets left. So, you know, it really makes you think about, you know, what you do. And what I really like is you're not a superhero in this game. You are a mutant that, you know, is more than likely going to die. Um... And according to the, the website, again, it has a story generation system that really helps the game master. I, ne I never asked Jim about this, but, you know, um, about the generation system, because we were working to try to find, you know, Knocker's daddy, basically, is how he, how he um, viewed it. And there's a... a in this game, but there's a lot of artifacts that can be found throughout the, um, zone and, you know, wherever you venture forth out. And, um, I know it was made at least around 2015 because that was what one of the reviews said, um, that, and that they're going to be coming out with more expansion packs, and I believe that they have by now. You know, um, and the best way to sum this up was looking at some of the reviews that the website had, and one reviewer, oh, excuse me, one reviewer mentioned that, you know, it was like a desperate survival, and, and that's true, because Novgor only had like one health, or like one hit point, however you want to look at it, you get hit one time, you're down, you know, and I like I like the nitty gritty and you know your actions having consequences and and things like that. Um, another reviewer even said that this is likely the best post-apocalyptic survival game that there is. You know, and having played this one and uh, another one that I will review at a, another time, Mort, Bork, I think that's how you say it, I always say it wrong, um, I, I think they're very evenly matched, you know, but, uh, this has, um, been my review of, um, Mutant Year Zero as a player, like I said, ton of fun, great game master, great party, you know, we all got along really well, um, just just all around a lot of fun and if you've never played this game i suggest that you you know see if you can find someone either running a play-by-post or running one that's you know on discord or you know over some other way like that 
a lot, a lot of fun. I think if you're into the post-apocalyptic stuff, then you will extremely enjoy it and will be wanting more. Thank you all for listening. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And check out the blog at www.knightsofthebraille.com forward slash B-L-O-G. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.